This is Be Known, and I'm Kara Fabacher. You're listening to episode 63. We were made for relationship, but so often the relationships in our lives are broken. And when our relationships are broken, we are broken too. This is a podcast to help you get your relationships back to a place of wholeness, a place of authentic connection where you feel truly known. So come on in and sit a while. Let's exchange fear for love and finally see what good relationships are made of. My girls have this love-hate relationship with each other. They all have three very strong personalities. And so that makes for a lot of, stop, give it back. That's mine. And if we're honest right here in this space, and we are, most of the time, I just ignore them and let them figure it out. I only step in if they come begging for assistance in very dramatic ways, of course, or if there's some sort of physical altercation, I'll get involved. But one thing they complain about all the time is if I ask them to clean up their messes. And I hear every time, that's not mine, or I didn't do that. It's literally 4,756 times a day. That's how much it is, seriously. If it's not theirs, they don't want to clean it up. And I get it. I don't want to clean up anybody else's mess either. And I always say to them, it doesn't matter that I need everyone to help clean up. No, that's not true. If I know it's one girl's mess, I'll make her clean it up. But if it's a whole bunch of stuff, you better believe they're all in it cleaning it up. I'm a firm believer in allowing each individual to experience the consequences of her own decisions and actions. Y'all have heard me talk about this a lot. One specific episode that can be helpful here is episode 28, What is My Responsibility? But what if we have to live with someone else's consequences? What if we have to clean up someone else's mess? As someone who highly values boundaries, this topic is so hard for me because every once in a while, we do have to live with the consequences of someone else's mess, even though in an ideal world, we wouldn't. Many times we can implement good boundaries by allowing the other person to experience their own consequences and not try to rescue them from whatever those are. But what if we can't? A couple of examples come to mind to help you see how this can look for us as grown humans and not small ones who fight over toys and things. Recently, someone told me of a family member stealing thousands of dollars from them by using their credit cards. When the person became aware of it, their credit was completely shot and they owed thousands of dollars to credit card companies. The only way they were able to pay this money is because a big storm, unfortunately, ruined their home and they had nothing left and they got some insurance money and they paid the debt. But as they tried to look for new homes, they were struggling because their credit was shot. And honestly, 
the person could have pressed charges against the family member, but chose a different approach, a more gracious approach, living with the consequences of someone else's actions. It was awful and terrible and so wrong, and the person now has very strict boundaries with that family member, but they had to live through a lot of pain because of that. And that family member has not yet paid them back. Another example, a roommate decides to break a lease and move out due to some sort of conflict or something within the relationship or some personal issue. And the other person has to deal with the loss of a place to live all of a sudden and loss of a lot of money from breaking her lease. That choice wasn't hers, but her roommate's choice affected her greatly and she had to live with the consequences too. Other quick examples, you spend too much money and that decision affects the well-being of your whole family and not just you. You drive drunk and injure another driver. You miss a deadline and your whole team is penalized for it. It's kind of the worst, right? We just want to scream. This isn't fair. We deserve better. Boundaries, 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 right? This isn't in line with the circles of control that we know. We know that we can't control or take responsibility for anyone else's actions and consequences other than our own. And though it's not fair and we do deserve better, this can and will happen in your life at some point. We can't be so far removed to never be affected by someone else's choices. Yeah, it it does suck even worse, though, when we have to deal with their consequences, too. How can we deal with it if or when we do have to live with someone else's consequences? I think the first thing is to ask yourself, do I have to live with this consequence? Am I taking on this consequence because I'm trying to rescue the person? Or am I taking this on because I have no other choice? I think you have to get that out of the way first. Another way is to allow God to get the justice. This is a very David-like approach, but I ask God all the time to have justice, to expose people and sin and wrong behavior, to bring it to the light and bring whatever justice he sees fit. Just because he is a God of grace doesn't mean he stops with his justice. I don't need to have justice on this person. I can let him have it. Maybe he'll let me see justice, and maybe it'll be something more private with him and the person, but I can trust that he'll have it at some point. Another way is to consider a different approach to boundaries in your relationship with said other person whose consequences you are bearing. Maybe it's time to confront them to tell them how you feel and what you think about the situation, how it's affected you and what it's cost you to establish more clear and rigid boundaries with them in the future, to even request they take responsibility for what is theirs and not bear the blame yourself. Now, some people will always be ones who pass blame. They'll walk away without apology. They're not going to always care how you've been affected by their decisions. Those aren't people who need to stay in our lives. 
P.S. I hope that you know that. When it's so out of our control that we just have to deal, let's be careful not to ignore our feelings because they matter. You may feel angry with God, like it's not fair. You have to pay for someone else's mistake. I do think he understands what that feels like. So I do think he'll be able to empathize with us in that. You'll feel angry toward the person, maybe hurt, maybe betrayed, maybe highly anxious about how you're going to handle it all, how you're going to pay back the debt or pay the deposit back or whatever it is. Just be honest about those feelings with yourself, God, and a trusted other person. Seek wise counsel about how to proceed. If it's possible to give the other person back their consequences, I think that's an okay route too. If you'd rather them pay you back every penny, it's okay to ask for and expect that. If a drunk driver injures you and you have hospital bills, I think it's okay to sue. If a person on your team keeps screwing up at work and you get in trouble for it, I think it's okay to ask the person to own up to their mistakes or request for that person to be removed from your team. I know these sound harsh, but these are just some examples of not taking responsibility for something that isn't yours to hold in a more strict way. I'm not ever sure there's a universal right answer to something this complicated, and I know many of you will have more examples of how this has played out in your life. Regardless of it all, I hope we'll be able to release our hurt and anger at the feet of Jesus. Ask him for justice and guidance about how to proceed and work toward forgiveness. We may not even reconcile with that person and we may never get paid back, if you will, but we can let them go if we put in the work. We can't change other people, unfortunately. I know we all wish we had a magic wand to do that, but we can't. Now, what we can do is think about how we can move forward from a situation like this, a stronger, healthier version of ourselves. What do we need to heal from it? What do we need to do? To feel? To say? And then we can prioritize each thing as we work toward relational wholeness together. Thanks for sitting a while with me today, my friend. I trust that prioritizing new boundaries and healing from a hurt like this will help you take another step toward wholeness so you can finally see what good relationships are made of. Are you needing a brush up on your boundaries work? I created a course called the Boundaries Bootcamp just for you. It's a six-lesson, go-at-your-own-pace overview of healthy versus unhealthy boundaries and how to implement them through a framework that I've created to help us with more open and honest communication. Sign up to begin now at www.carafabacher.com slash shop. To finish up, the transcript for this episode will be on the podcast page on my website, karafabacher.com, and you can always follow along online and on Instagram or Facebook at Kara Fabacher. 
And to finish up, a big thanks to my friend Robert Hargrove for creating our music for the show and Alana Dawson for editing. Until next time, friend, I'll see you soon.